Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. Hello, my name is Mark Brennan. I'm the uh, CEO and uh, co-chairman and founder of Serato uh, Gold. Um, Serato Gold is an emerging uh, mid-tier producer. We have uh, currently two assets, which we believe are world-class assets in in, uh, prolific gold districts. Um, the first asset that we have is in Argentina producing approximately 50,000 ounces a year at uh, an all-in-sustaining cost of, of about $1,100 today. And we have a very interesting development project in Brazil um, in Tocantin State called Monte de Carmo, uh, which we recently published a, an updated PA. Um, and, and that PA uh, suggests an MPV of about $617 million with an IRR after tax of 94%. Um, most importantly, it shows that we uh, have the potential at, in Brazil to produce 150,000 ounces for the first five years of my life at an average cost of $431 US, uh, which would make our company and, and this asset the lowest cost production asset in the world uh, for gold. So that's a, a brief uh, introduction to, to Serato Gold. Well, welcome back, Mark. I haven't seen you since November, pre-IPO. If I remember correctly, you were going to try and get that thing done for Christmas. Didn't quite work out, though. No, you know what? We, we started that process uh, in, in October, and we kind of came down the very the last shoots of, of uh, the, the big uh, jump in the gold market. And uh, so we, we were unsuccessful in terms of doing our initial IPO uh, in, in October, November. Uh, but then we successfully completed it in March of, uh, uh, sorry, in February, uh, where basically on February 25th, uh, we started trading on the TSX Venture Exchange. Uh, so we've been listed a listed company for just uh, less than six months. It's always interesting, isn't it, with these things? I mean, you've been around the block, created a bit of wealth elsewhere. Um, constant case of, of learning, constant case of reacting to, to the markets. I mean, do you feel you were getting the best advice from your bankers at that time in November? I, I do. You know what? I think in terms of, of uh, it was interesting. One of my, you know, um, we had great promises. And, and as you may or may not recall, in, in you know, September, October, there was a huge plethora of, of listings and offerings uh, at much higher valuations on a relative basis than what we were looking for. Um, and I don't think we had a lack of interest due to to the fact of, of um, uh, you know, with regard to, to the actually gold market itself. Uh, but the day we actually looked to go to be listed was actually the day that, that Moderna was approved, the vaccine was approved. And gold prices fell actually $200 uh, on that day. Um, and subsequent to that, I learned that there were 400 uh, companies that, that had, during the period of the window from August to, to October, um, had actually... Uh, you know, we're, we're filing their, their uh, clearance prospectuses. Uh, so there was a lot of money raised. We, we probably missed it by about a week. Yeah, I, th- I think that's probably, that's probably about right. Um, you know, and I think this year has been interesting as well. A lot of, a lot of moments like that, um, but for different reasons. Um, right, so once you, sorry, sorry, I just want to kind of focus in on this one because I'm always intrigued about, you, you know, if, if you time it right, it's awesome. If you kind of get it off by, by a week, you've kind of, you're starting on the back foot, and you've got to recover, and you have. So I think it's not a bad conversation to have. You, you went out of the gate, share price drop, people dumping stock into the market. Are you happy with the way that you structured um, the deal for the IPO? I, I think I am. You know, and, and remember, you know, we did a round in, in August at eighty cents US. Uh, that basically was was uh, we raised seven million dollars at that time, um, and, and that just preceded the the uh, you know we were raising we were looking for twenty five million at two dollars Canadian, so about. You know, $1.40 US. 
And, and so um, I think in terms of we ultimately in, in February raised $15 million at, at 135. As you mentioned, the stock traded down uh, quite, quite a bit down to about short, you know, 95 cents a buck Canadian uh, prior to, to, uh, to, to its reversal. Um, but I'd say that the, the, you know, we were, we were private for three years. Um, we had shareholders who initially invested in late 2017 at, at 20 cents U.S., um, at the time, we were, we were, you know, we were trading at five times their money, uh, and it was only a natural event. And, and I fully, you know, would would subscribe to it that if, if I had, if I was sitting on a private investment for three years and I'd made five times my money, I probably would have taken some money off the table as well. Um, we have been very fortunate um, in, in, in certain respects that that we've seen probably about 17 million shares uh, of Serato turnover. Uh, over the course of the last six months, which is, I think, a very positive thing. Bring in new blood, bring in new shareholders. Um, you know, as you know, management owns 35 to 40 percent of the shares. We're restricted from selling to a large extent. Uh, we're firm believers, so management has not been selling. So I, I think we just had some shareholders who were long-term holders, and and they took some profit off the table, which, frankly, is what the markets are for. Right, but you, you said to me the management had probably put in about three million bucks. So you're getting in with it with the cheap stuff. You're you're holding a big block of this. Have you followed your money? Did you do that at the IPO? Yeah, listen, I, I think in terms of uh, management uh, owns thirty five own thirty five to forty percent of the of the, of the shares. Basically, I'd say that the the uh, the cheapest, uh, you know, most management um, aside from 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 uh, you know later compensation, most of management got in at twenty cents. They got in at forty. They got in at fifty. Um, so you know, we we followed in. I mean, there's a limitation as to how much and and uh, you know management can put in. But uh, you know, we have a very good holding now. We're we're we're. Um, you know, it's spread between 24, 25 people. Um, so from that perspective, it's not one or two people just sitting on a, a big clump. Um, it's very material to most people's lives, what their holdings in Serato are. And I think we're very strongly aligned with, with shareholder interests. Well, yeah, I mean, you're holding on. You, you, you understand what you're trying to create here. So maybe we'd better get on and talk about that on. Okay, t- t- two, two assets. You talked about, obviously, uh, Don Nicholas, um, Dan in Argentina, and um, Monte Carmo in Brazil. Brazil's the one that you think is the big game changer for you. So do you mind if we just kind of get Argentina out of the way? It's a producer, so perhaps that's a bit rude to position it like that, but it's 50,000 ounces, not too shabby. You mentioned you had hopes of getting that up to 70, 80, and maybe even up to 100,000 ounces. So just remind people what you've got there. Sure. The, the investment thesis, we acquired uh, Minardo Nicholas in, in March of 2020. And our thesis for going in there is that we would have eight to nine years of production at 50,000 ounces uh, on a base case where we'd have a cost of about $1,000. And so at $1,800 gold, that would generate 30 to $35 million a year. Um, we still think that thesis is, is legitimate and, and, and is, is, you know, ex-COVID, we, we've been restricted a little bit. We heard a little bit by COVID, but not materially. We, we actually, you know, to bring that in. We, we are looking at a heap leach opportunity that, that uh, we'll announce uh, our progress on that, which will probably be another 25,000 ounces um, that we'll look to bring in probably in the first or second quarter of next year. So we should have a, you know, by the run rate uh, at the end of this year, uh, we should be north of 75,000 ounces on a run rate by, by the end of the first quarter, early in the second quarter, which will generate about $50 million of free cash a year, uh, which is very healthy. Um, so, so from that perspective, 
um, you know, we'll look to grow that. Now there are restrictions bringing money out of Argentina that are very costly. You can do it, but it'll cost you 40, 50% of your money. Uh, so we're not inclined to be doing that right now. We just want to grow Argentina uh, as its own uh, standalone unit. Um, but as you mentioned, you know, the, so, so that'll be our, our focus with Argentina, grow that uh, as a standalone, you know, self-contained bubble, funding itself, growing. We have a humongous land position of 330,000 hectares, lots of exploration potential, lots of growth potential. But I, I think if you look at that as, as for now, you know, 180 to 100,000 ounces a year, um, pretty, pretty healthy. Um, where we see the, the, the tremendous growth in value in the short term is going to be coming out of Brazil. I, I get, Brazil, I get that, but Mark, Mark, I just want, just want, let's, I want to be able to park Argentina up completely and properly. And sure, I feel like I've please, asked you the right questions. Ahead. Okay, so you, when you, we last spoke, you talked about sixteen fifty at, at sixteen fifty gold, twenty five million free cash flow. You just said to me, big number of fifty million bucks free cash flow, but it's hard to get money out without punitive charges from Argentina. Argentina, there's. There's the exchange rate, then there's a blue market, there's also a black market in terms of how you extract your cash from countries. So have you got a plan for that? I mean, you can't just keep plowing your money back into the ground. There's no benefit to your shareholders. So, so what do you do? Well, I mean, I, I look at, you know, I, I'll just uh, maybe maybe look at, I, I you know, the, the, the cur currency controls were imposed in September of, of 2019. Um, I don't think they're there indefinitely. If I look at, at, for example, if I look at, at what happened in, in uh, to the to the west of us, um, you know, when when Goldcore bought Cerro Negro, they paid four billion dollars for Cerro Negro. That asset now produces around three hundred fifty thousand ounces a year. Uh, it's a good asset, um, but but I'd say to you that that I think that there's a strong value proposition to grow Argentina uh, to make it um, into a hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand ounce producer. Um, because there will be a lot of, you know, particularly as it's generating its own cash. Um, so from that perspective, um, we will continue to be plowing money back into Argentina. Uh, the heap leach operation will be funded to a large extent by, by our own uh, cash flows. Um, we'll be looking at, 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 you know, most projects in the, in the belt, um, they, went on, they went from an open pit operation to underground. Uh, we, will, we haven't even started going underground yet. We're still open pit. Uh, and, and so we'll be looking at going underground. So we have lots of, of, of um, you know, it's a very prolific belt, uh, very strong um, uh, endowment of gold. We think we're going to be able to expand our, our million ounce global resource we have right now uh, substantially and, and at surface uh, for open pit, but also underground. Um, so we will continue to, to grow that avenue. But I'll say to you, Argentina is not an easy place to work. It's not the most favorable jurisdiction in the world. Um, I hope it'll get better, um, but but you know we'll make do for now. Okay, but but answer the question about how in, how your shareholders benefit from you stockpiling cash in in Argentina. Hopefully, at some point, uh, or because you're going to plow money back in the ground and grow this thing. But if the money keeps back going back in the ground, I probably want to be one of your service contractors, not a shareholder. So I, tell, tell your investors how they benefit in the long run. Do you have to eventually take a hit for the team and say, okay, we'll take the 40% hit on this and then have to get, because that, that'll be what presumably what, uh, uh, after tax number as well, right? So No, no, I understand. But, but at the same point, you know, to your point, I mean, I think in terms of, first of all, we, we haven't started generating that cash to date, right? And and so, um, you know, so so we will look at options of how we can get cash out of there. And we know the options and we know what's involved there, uh, but it is quite expensive. Um, so, so in terms of, but as long as we can see the capability and the possibility to grow, 
there's still a lot of attraction uh, by by large mining companies coming into into Argentina. You saw South 32 came in in the fall. Um, there's a major major that that is fairly widely known uh, is coming into not only Argentina but wants to come into Santa Cruz. Um, you know, how are they going to do that? Who would be the best person for them to talk to? Uh, I don't know the answer to those questions, but but I know that they're co- they're looking to come into town. So so building a, a very strong asset base. Remember where we are is in in Santa Cruz. We're in the Desierto Massif. This is a this is a very classic epithermal system, very similar to what you have in Nevada. But but what what you don't have similar to Nevada is you've got a lot of a lot less exploration, uh, and you still have a significant gold endowment. So the reality here is that as these major companies are, are producing their gold, uh, their reserves are dwindling. And, and we all know that they need to replace their reserves. Uh, how they do that, where they do that, I, I'm not going to talk about the merits of that. But I think this belt is somewhere that, that majors are, major majors are starting to come to. Um, and from that perspective, I think you know, we could line up by putting money into the ground. We could line up a very attractive opportunity for some major company to come in. Right. But now we're getting to it. Now we're getting to it. That's the business plan. Your business plan may not necessarily be, let's get this thing into 50 million bucks a year free cash rate. Let's put it, make it attractive enough for someone to say, we've done the hard work, buy us and pay the money back into Canada. Problem solved for you. Is that, is that what you're saying? We take their shares. You take their shares. Okay. They're that good. Okay. Okay. Now, just one last point I wanted to get to. I want you to explain to people yeah. is like, but how I, do you solve think, that problem? Yeah, no, that, 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 we, that, listen, we, and very candidly, we've been approached by people already, by, by, by some significant companies already. The reality is that uh, we're not, we need a year. We need a year before we start getting to a point where it's attractive enough to shareholders. Um, but again, I, I, I think that the, the situation with Argentina is such that they need to export doll- they need to export commodities to, to, to bring in dollars. And, and the reality is that um, these cost controls, in my view, currency controls, will not be in place forever. So, that, so I think at some point we will be able to export those dollars. But that's not a strategy you're, you're in control of. What, what, you, what you perhaps can affect more <sighs> control over is making yourself attractive enough for a suitor to come in and take you guys out, get the cash that way, right? Agreed. It's quicker. Agreed, yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Okay, fine. Let's park that up. We we understand what you're doing there now. So let's talk about your flagship. You talk about the thing that you're most excited about because I tell you what caught my uh, ear. Uh, 431 bucks ASIC. I've never heard a number that low. I, I haven't. I, you know, if we if we look at as I mentioned, uh, if we look at the the S and P uh, Capital IQ, which is their database, this would put us as the lowest cost producing mine in the world. And and this would be at this level would be about five years at 150,000 ounces a year. So, so that's actually a pretty sustainable, that's a pretty significant amount of ounces, not, not just a, 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 no, a notional amount of ounces. Um, but, but the important thing to note about, about Brazil, just like Argentina, is that um, you know, we've had this project for, for three years, three and a half years. Um, we've taken it from zero ounces up to 1.3 million ounces. Um, remember the thesis we discussed um, you know, a year ago or almost a year ago, nine months ago, um, was that we believe that there's potential here for 5 million ounces in our district that we control. So, so um, again, many people and many companies have successfully drilled only for the ounces and not looked at the development side. Um, for us, cash flow is king. And, and we, we want to get to a cash flow situation which we can drive our operations from as quickly as possible. Um, but I'd say to you that we're also running a parallel exploration program um, and from that perspective, um, we do have a lot of confidence that, that we can grow this resource substantially. So 
Um, on a development side, uh, we've got an asset which uh, has an after-tax NPV of 617 million today um, with an IRR of after-tax IRR of 94% that I've never heard of number so high. Um, but that's just because we've got a tremendous property with tremendous uh, resource. Right, but your challenge now, obviously, saw the, saw the press release came out. We, it was great. Yeah, IRRs, yeah. 94.8%, lovely, 617 million NPV5, great. Two things. One, scale. You've got to get up to that 5 million ounce, right? You've also got to move a heck of a lot of inferred into um, the M&I category now to kind of you know get, 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 to, get to a number which kind of I think the market will react better to um, so how do you go about doing that? Well, I'll say, you know, the, the interesting thing is, is that in this new resource, um, you know, we, 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 we kind of hit the, the lower level of the range that we targeted for the resource very candidly. And, and the fact was, is that, um, you know, we, we, we came in, I was hoping for someone to target about a million and a half ounces. We came in at 1.3. But what was very positive uh, and what we hadn't been in, all categories, we were looking for 1.5 million inferred. Actually, I was looking for inferred. I was looking for inferred. Um, and, and we ended up with, with 1.3 million ounces, of which 550,000 ounces were in, in the indicated category and the balance were in the inferred category. So, so the reality is that, um, you know, for the pre purposes of our PA, um, that, that indicated resource, um, one, provided credibility that, that we have upgraded resources, but two, most importantly, as it showed that we could upgrade the resource fairly comfortably and fairly easily. And, and so to your point, um, you know, we have 550,000 ounces right now in the mine plan, according to the PA, uh, or about 47% of the resource is in the indicated category. Um, we believe that getting the additional 53% of the resource into the indicated category should be pretty straightforward. Again, it's at surface. We go down to a maximum depth of about 300 meters. Um, so that's something that we should be able to, to we're just working on the drill on the, on the infill program right now. Uh, but I would expect that we will probably complete that by the end of the year. Okay. Complete the drilling. Complete, complete the drilling to inform how much of M&I you've got, of indicated that you've got. Um, how much money will that take? So end of the year, great. So how, have you got the money to be able to do that? Currently, currently uh, we're sitting on about, uh, you know, uh, about $7 million uh, as per the end of, of uh, the second quarter. Uh, and as a consequence, we have the money uh, to, to do most of that, depending. I'm just waiting to see the economics on that right now. Right. So and that's, that'll be so your, your budget that's left. So you're not your budget. The, the cash that's left, you're allocating a budget entirely to infill drilling. Is that, is that what you're saying? We, we, have, we have an existing exploration program underway with four rigs, which will continue. And, and we're looking to augment that with an with a infill drilling rig uh, that, that will, will get us ready for the, the feasibility that we expect to start in, in uh, Q1. Okay. So, okay. So when will you know how much is being allocated, what your, what your budgets are, and when you're going to need to go out to market to raise? Well, I, I, I'm hoping not to come to market to raise at least until the, the first quarter, unless we see a substantial appreciation in our share price. Um, if we see a, a, an appreciation that, that the board thinks is of merit, uh, we would consider raising some money in the short term as insurance and, and also to bring in this things like this program that we're not budgeted. Um, but, but um, you know, the reality is that, that we're not, we're not just, you know, in need of raising capital right now. Okay. So just want to back a step. Argentina, you need another year on that before you're in a position where you want to reignite talks that you've been having with potential suitors. So there's no cash coming from that. 
Seven million in the bank today. It's enough to get you the infill to move more of this inferred into indicated category, which gets you what over that million ounce number for um, M and I. Is that is that what it, you hope to yeah, be able to bring? Exactly. Over? The the P, the P the PA accounted for for a million fifty thousand ounces in the in the in the pit in, in the mine plant. So basically, what we're looking at is is we're we're hoping that that we still have funds available. To, to complete the infill drilling to get that million fifty uh, ounces into the indicated category uh, with the cash we have right now. Right. Okay. So it again, it's sort of a little bit about you know what you've learned coming into the kind of the junior mining space because, like I say, you're used to much bigger numbers. Um, is do you understand how the market will view you if you're you know get down to sort of running on fumes level of of, of cash versus perhaps. Timing it differently. I do, but again, you know what, what? What's been a real boon is that our production in Argentina has actually been in excess of what we've expected, uh, and and so that does have a that does have an impact in terms of our overall perspective of, of, of budgeting. Uh, but I'd say to you, yes, I, I, I we will not get to with seven million in cash right now. We're we're coming into the beginning of September. Um, you know, we've got four months to go. Um, we're we're in a pretty healthy position right now. I'm I'm not worried, and that's why again. If we were to see the, the share price appreciate to a point that we we're comfortable with, we would look to come into the market, but we're not quite there yet. So I want to be clear. So can any money, has any, have you got plans for any money to come out of Argentina in some small form, some small share? Has not today. Not today. Has not today. Any plans? Not today. Depending. Depending. You know, we, we, would, we would not, again, to your point, uh, we will never run on fuel. Okay, it's like that. Okay, so... Um, End of this year, good Q1. Some decisions to be made. Um, what else should we be looking at? Because you know, so, so far, you got a producing asset. That's always good. Um, you've got something here which potentially, you know, at, with certainly with an ASIC of four hundred thirty-one bucks, you know, one hundred fifty thousand ounces a year for the next first five years could be really interesting. But let's remember, it's a PEA. It's, it says that this is what it could be. It's what it could be. Next stage, feasibility study, it's what it should be. And then feasibility study, it's what it will be. So you're early, de- early days here you know, in this process, right? So um, do you think you're in danger of getting the market a little bit too excited by making statements like I, that? I don't think so. And, and I'll tell you why. Um, you know, two things. One is, is you'll remember you know, that, that largely we've got a team who, who built a gold company and sold the gold company before. You know, we, we, we built uh, we built the Jacobina mine from from a cannibalized situation uh, with Kurt Menken, who was the was the mine manager and the general manager for Anglo. Um, so we've done that once before on the gold side. Uh, we built Largo from scratch. Uh, that was a hole in the ground. We built that. So we know we know what we're doing, and and we we know we've got strong experience. You know, Largo and vanadium was a far more complex. Uh, system and, and, and processing facility, et cetera, than what we have. We've got very good mineralization. It's, it's very coarse grained. Um, it's, it's free and liberated from no refractory ore. Uh, it's a very simple processing ore to, to have. On top of that, um, the, the manufacturing facility required for this is going to be very, very simple and very you know, off the shelf, it, no, not a high degree of customization. Um, and then, you know, if we look at the mining of the of the uh, the open pit operations, again, it's very simple. There's nothing complex here. So, so to your point, a PA generally we shouldn't necessarily be singing from the rooftops with a PA. 
But I think you know we've got 125 million capex. We've got 100. We got 25 million of contingency. Um, the reality here is that uh, I don't think that that a, a, our feasibility. I'd be very surprised if our feasibility varies significantly from what numbers we have. Um, you know, I, I still envisage that we could see some great improvement by greater uh, density of drilling. Uh, I, we are working on something else right now that that could reduce our cost by a further approximately 10 percent. Um, so, so in terms of, uh, you know, we're not doing things in isolation. Um, we are looking at funding right now um, in terms of, of project funding. Um, we're looking at a structured funding that, that may not require any equity um, and that could get us uh, funded to production. Um, so, you know, there's lots of different things that we're doing and, and that would be a non-dilutive funding structure. Um, you know, we're, we're, our hopes are high, our, our proof will be in the pudding, and, but we hope that by the end of the year, we'll be able to show something to that effect. Um, so, so there's lots of things going on at the moment that, that, you know, uh, that we're looking to, 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 to bridge that. So how do you do that? Non-dilutive, no equity, Get, given uh, Well, I, I think we have, you know, the, the, um, you know, there's three, there are three, there are three paths of funding that, that, that we're con- that we, that we see, that I see ahead of us. Uh, I see a structured funding. Um, I see a, a potential for royalty or streams and, and I see conventional funding which is your typical 60-40, 70-30 project funding. Now, you know, we built um, Jacobina uh, so in Brazil. We built uh, Maracas in Brazil for Largo. Um, you know, we use Itaú, uh, the biggest bank in South America, for, for, for Largo. They're very happy. We're the first company to ever pay back a, a BNDS loan early. Um, the fact is we're talking to them now. So, so we have different, we have three different routes that we can take. And, and, you know, you, you quite correctly hit on that first one that we're talking about, which is a structured funding. There, there, there are fundings out there for infrastructure and um, that, that are different than conventional mining funding. And, and what we're trying to do is we're trying to use that infrastructure funding for, for our mine. Um, and, and it's a different approach. It's a, it's an unorthodox approach. Um, we've had so far a pretty good response, um, and, and I hope within the next, uh, you know, in the next two to three months, I'll be able to, to provide some evidence of what we're doing. But but even if that doesn't work, um, you know, we're still looking at at on 125 million of of uh, of, of uh, capex. You know, I think with the project as strong as we have right now, we should be able to do a 70 million 70 70 percent debt, 30 percent equity. Um, so, you know, I, I think that'll be, should not be a significant challenge with the numbers that we're looking at. Okay. Well, that's more, com- I, I like that at the end because that's more comforting because a lot of companies come on and talk about, oh, we've got alternative financing, yeah. we've got structured financing, and those tend to be sort of funky offers from yeah, smaller boutique operators who think, oh, don't worry, we'll, we'll put some kind of wrap around this thing. It'll be fine. It's usually expensive invariably doesn't happen and because it's just a t- too esoteric. Um, I like the fact that you're confident that you can get some conventional funding done too, but uh, no harm in exploring, right? For, we have time, right? We have time. And, and if, if this if this avenue doesn't pan out by the end of the year, then, then we go to conventional funding. Brilliant. Okay. Well, look, um, I guess I haven't seen you since November. I'd like to see you again before Christmas uh, when you come back on and, and tell us how you're getting on with all of these things because you'll be quite close to the point where you, you're going to make some uh, funding decisions uh, quite close to actually to, you know, having brought some of that inferred into the M&I category um, and maybe a little bit more uh, line of sight about what's happening down in Argentina too. So, look, um, appreciate your time today, Mark. 
Well done. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. And, and always uh, love the questions. Thank you and the engagement. So thank you so much. And, and uh, good luck to you. And, and uh, look forward to, to seeing you soon. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.